Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The talent that's here and the talent that is continuing to develop here. We obviously have some mainstay guys like Ian Happ. Ian Happ, Cubs all-star outfielder. Here's a high drive, deep right center. Get out the tape measure. This is going to be long gone for Ian Happ. Absolutely crushed that ball. Gold Glove Award winner. Dives and makes a great catch in left center field. Ian Happ with a sensational diving catch. Host of the Compound Podcast. I could see Bleacher Jeff running up and trying to give you a hug if you ever went on the field. <laughs> Bleacher like, Jeff has so much respect for the game that he shuts the wave down because he doesn't want it to distract the players. Love that. I do like that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that as a slight to Bleacher Jeff. I meant like if he ran on the field, it would be to give you a hug. And I would give him a hug. I would give him a hug. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think you It's like a a family member. Connect Roasters coffee enthusiast. Here's a man that probably has five fresh pots a day. Ian Happ with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Hugs for everybody. Why not? Especially after two stirring Cubs wins. I don't know about being the one-man wave police. That might be a little much for old Bleacher Jeff. But uh, Ian Happ joins us now on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's on Twitter at IHAP underscore one. The wave doesn't distract players, does it? Does it? I don't know. Uh, Sometimes, I think. Um, but it's kind of the whole left field bleachers. They're they're really down on the wave. And if the wave starts at Wrigley, they shut it down. I don't think you see many waves get around Wrigley. Huh. Well, I mean, I hate it. So I'm totally okay with there not being a wave. I do like the, the beer cup snake, though. I think that that is something that should be left alone. I think that the, the folks in the bleachers at Wrigley Field should be allowed to have their beer snake cup. Yeah, I think the Snake Cup is definitely the people get going with it. The only time that it's obviously not good is when it ends up on the field, which has happened a couple times. But um, for the most part, I like the I like the enthusiasm of the Beer Cup. Before we get to the performance from Justin Steele yesterday, I thought Sunday's win coming as it did. It was one of these games you look at the final score, you're like, eh, blowout. But it didn't feel that way for a long time. And 5-5... Five, five, and teetering in either direction was it, it, it felt like there was really something at stake, at least for those of us who were listening here on the score. Yeah. I mean, super back and forth game. Um, obviously that series, you know, we have a good game, game one um, and then two close losses in game two and three. And so 
you know, that's a, a series. You feel like you come out of there with a split um, and they're four really good games. And, um, but if you, know, if you lose, if you lose three in a row, there, all in tough situations. It's, it's a tough one. So for us as an offense to kind of, you know, we had two games where we, we didn't do as much as, as we wanted to, to help the pitching staff um, and to kind of, have that really beginning like we did and, and off some, some good pitch. They did a great job all series um, with their pitchers. Uh, and then we get, obviously we get Diaz in. Um, Nicky Madge comes up with that big hit. Talkman follows it up. And then you know, we end up putting up seven runs and giving the bullpen a little bit of a rest. Like that was a big deal um, and big for the offense to break out that way. Yeah, we were discussing a little bit earlier, Ian, that like Sunday's game, the way that it ended. And then yesterday, with Justin Steele just throwing peas out there. How important is that for your bullpen to get a couple, like your, your winning bullpen to get a couple of days off? Huge, huge. And, you know, same thing yesterday. I think, you know, Webb did a great job um, keeping us off balance. You know, we're not putting up a bunch of runs. We put up, you know, one run to say as Homer. Um, and then, you know, Steely keeps us in that game, just dominating. Um, and for us to be able to put up, you know, say it has another big hit. Jan follows it up. We're up three. Uh, and then we put up a couple more um, to kind of give same thing. We didn't have to use one of the, the guys who have been throwing what feels like every day for us uh, for a couple of weeks. You know, we were able to um, let them, let them off the hook a little bit. That's big for the offense to add on that way. And obviously, you know, Steely's performance put us in a position to do that. How are you hanging in overall physically? Cause I know this time of year, there's a lot of guys hurting, and I know they don't want to talk about it, but they're it's it's. I think it played five months of baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the games add up pretty quick. I think we're you know 130 some in uh, at this point, but the you know that was a that was a long series in Cincy, and I think to start 14 14 games in 13 days with a doubleheader, um, you know, super hot in Cincy, not a lot of wind moving around, and kind of baking out there um in that first day game and then on sunday too so to be able to you know get out of there with the wind really hot yesterday same thing gonna be you know night game today but it'll be hot again for the day game tomorrow so there's just some of that stuff that uh that puts some demands on you physically but i think you know, we got we had guys that have been playing a bunch in a row guys that take care of their bodies know how to stay on the field you know dance obviously an example of that deco's been out there every day Belly's gotten a couple of days DH, which is good to get him off his feet a little bit. But, you know, our guys have been running out there every single day. So it's important to just stay on top of that stuff. Make sure that you're get your body physically in the right place to be able to get through this last month. But, um, you know, once we kind of get through the stretch of, of these 14 in a row, it gets a little bit easier for us uh, first travel and traveling off days down the stretch. But, um, you know, this is a big, big part of the year for us. It's pretty crazy and a little and unprecedented to have a team that's ten games under five hundred and then be ten games over five hundred. When you guys were at ten games under five hundred, what were the things that you were holding on to that says, you know what, we're a good team. We just need to get something to spark us. I mean, there is a bunch of stuff. I think you know, I, first and foremost, the group in the locker room. I think that. There was just a lot of belief in the people in the room um, and the fact that we were a good baseball team. You know, we were a deep lineup, a good baseball team, pitching staff that could really hold us up. Um, and and that you know we had the ability to to be better than we were, and not to mention that the ancillary stats, like the, the run differential, and there was a bunch of stuff that was telling us that we were better than our record. Um, 
And, you know, we, we really believed in that. And we came together as a group and, and knew it, you know, it wasn't like somebody gave a big speech, but we knew that we had the ability to play uh, and win baseball games kind of throughout the season. We also had a really tough schedule in the first half, I think, not only from the opponents we were facing, but also just how it was built. And we had our three 10 game uh, road trips were in the first half. We had London in the first half. Like we had a lot of stuff in that first half that was uh, much more challenging than the way the second half was written up for us, just from a logistics perspective. Um, and so and I think a lot of people, whether that was on the staff or front office or even the players understood that, you know, if we made it through that first half, like we'd close to 500 or like we did, that there was the opportunity to go um, and run off a big second half. And I, and I think that, you know, there was some moments there, you know, we lose we three, one run games in in Miami and just some little things right there where Hey, we're on the wrong side of a lot of these right now, but you know, we keep playing baseball. There's 162 games in the season. Like we're going to be on the right side of more of these um, than we are right now. And that's how it turned out. One of the huge reasons for it that I don't think is, talked about enough and I've, I've been sort of a just a, a one-man champion of Cubs 2023 catching Jan Gomes is 35 damn years old he's caught 96 games and Miguel Amaya at 24 a plus defensive catcher at this stage comes up with some big hits and has been good enough to obviate a, a gold glover in Tucker Barnhart which is kind of remarkable that he's he's grown into the role like this, but I so, Gomes makes so many plays where whether it's keeping a, a ball in front of him, whether it's keeping somebody from advancing a base or just a, a situational awareness, not to mention the managing of pitchers, I, it's a, a real unsung bit of glue on this team has been has been not just one but both catchers. Yeah, and I think what Amaya has done coming up um, and and fitting in as well as he has it's been really impressive. He's learned a lot from Jan. Um, game calling, managing pitching staff, but the, what he's been able to do on offense, he's gotten on base a ton, um, and and given us, you know, given Jan some some days off and been able to handle the staff. Um, but what Jan's been able to do has been remarkable, and I think you know not only clutch hits, he's come up clutch for us so many times. Um, he's swung the bat incredibly well, and I don't think he's getting enough credit for. Catch the catching position is not the most offensive position, and what he's been able to do from an offensive standpoint has been remarkable. And I think that people don't realize or forget that, like, he's caught some really, really good staffs. Like, he caught that staff in Cleveland for a long time that was really, really good, and then went to DC and did the exact same thing. Like, you know, went to the World Series in Cleveland, obviously, but then was a uh, you know world champion in in uh, DC with that great pitching staff, he's seen a lot of baseball. He's seen a lot of good pitchers and a lot of good staffs. And he has so much insight on how to call the game, how to set guys up, how to make sure that the pitching staff is on the same page. Um, And, you know, he's done such a good job for us. It's been remarkable. We talk about it in the clubhouse all the time, but I don't think that he's getting enough credit for just how big of a part of this team he's been. You've been on a great run for the last two weeks at the plate. Seiya has been on a great run for the last month or so at the plate. The way that you guys have offense, like Boog was talking about it in the game yesterday, where there's a balance here in the lineup where you're not just counting on one person. Granted, Cody Bellinger deserves MVP votes, in my opinion, uh, in the National League, but the fact that your lineup seems, seems to have been lengthened over the last eight weeks 
I feel like is a real testament to to why you guys are in the spot that you're in. For sure, hundred um, percent. I think our lineup. You know, obviously adding Candy was a big deal, and um, you know he's lengthened us quite a bit. But to have different pockets of the lineup that can come through different days. You know, the top of the lineup yesterday is a great example. Like top of the lineup, we didn't do a ton yesterday, but the you know the bottom of the lineup that five, six, seven, eight, nine um, did an unbelievable job yesterday. You know, say two huge hits. Um, Jan a big one to drive him in late. Um, obviously Dansby late in that game kind of broke it open. And like, that is what you've seen from the lineup kind of over and over is that, you know, some days it's the top of the lineup. Some days it's talking Nico getting on myself, driving him in. Obviously belly had 30 plus RBIs in August. So like those guys uh, did a good job getting on base to let him drive him in. But then, you know, there's days when, when Saya and candy and the guy and Jan and, and Morel have done the job and like, our lineup's deep, um, and it doesn't matter if, you know, the first three, four guys aren't getting it done that day. You know, the, the other guys are going to get it done, and there's we've, we've done a really good job of, of um, just the total lineup coming through in different games and different pockets, um, and that, that's been really fun. I mean, it's, it's a deep lineup, and I think it's hard to navigate. Got to have that coffee this time of year to get through the, the dog days of August are over. Make sure that the clubhouse has all the proper energy. What's happening with Connect Roasters? The cold brew is out. Cold brew is out, and you can order it online, connectroasters.com, deliver it right to you. We're actually going to get a big shipment into Wrigley, I think, today. So the, the canned cold brew will be in Wrigley for the boys, getting everybody caffeinated. Um, we're super excited about that, and um, the reviews have been awesome. People have been loving it, so Anybody wants to go check that out, connectors.com to order it and can't wait to hear the reviews. Who's your college football team? Cincinnati. Still? Okay. Because you live in Austin and it's hard to not sort of be you know infected by the whole Longhorns thing. You're, you're, I'm, you're still I'm riding? Bearcat. Okay. I'm a Bearcat through and through. Did you see week one? They took care of Eastern Kentucky week one. Looking good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Really good. There it is. <laughs> They are on their way. Uh-huh. Ian, good health. Good luck tonight, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. That is Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs. I asked about college football because we have to talk about it. I, I watched a bunch of it. I was really compelled by that uh, Colorado TCU game, just uh, seeing some stuff I hadn't seen in a long time. See that Northwestern game? I did not. I saw the score. Yeah. They deserve everything they get. A house divided. They had 12 yards rushing. That's not enough yards rushing. I, I think you should aspire to more. I don't think the house is divided anymore, Dan. No, it's just a Rutgers house it's now. It's a Rutgers house now. That's it. It's over. Rutgers took over, and I think that is not going to be the last time that we see Northwestern with like 12 yards rushing in a game. You know, all, their, all their brilliance is doing volunteer work at Loyola Academy for some strange reason. Yeah. We'll talk college football next here on The Score.